This is a production of the University Church in Oxford. For more information, visit www.universitychurch.ox.ac.uk. The Bampton Lectures have been delivered at the University Church since 1780. The Bampton Lecturer this year is Dr Jessica Martin, who has been Canon Residentiary at Ely Cathedral since 2016, after six years as priest in charge of a multi-parish benefice in South Cambridgeshire. Before that, she was a Fellow in English at Trinity College, Cambridge, where her research focus was on early modern piety and the early history of literary biography. Her most recent book is Holiness and Desire, which considers the roots of human desire and the consequences of its modern commodification. Jessica, we're very much looking forward to you coming to St Mary's for the Bampton Lectures in May. Uh, you've called the lectures four-dimensional Eucharist. Why the geometrical metaphor? I'm very much looking forward to it as well. Um, I thought about this metaphor quite a long time ago when I was thinking about the Eucharist. Um, because, of course, the thing about um, the, the Eucharist as, as a rite is that it involves um, all the senses. It happens in three-dimensional space, um, uh, but it also has a long history of um, argument, often very uh, acrimonious argument associated with it. Uh, and it um, has a theology that is to do with the nature of time. So I found myself thinking that quite a helpful way to think about the different aspects of Eucharist was to take this geometrical metaphor to start with, um, uh, I've called it the point, which is actually dimension naught, but never mind, um, uh, because there's been a lot of argument about what the point of the Eucharist is. Um, then to go to thinking about if you like, flat ways of thinking about Eucharist, both in terms of um, textual uh, mise en page, but also in terms of arguments, linear arguments about Eucharist. And then in the light of the pandemic, also what on earth happens to a Eucharist on a screen, whether a Zoom screen or a live stream. Um, and then something that the church is, is thinking about quite a bit, why, would it happen in a particular place? Are any particular places sacred? Um, and what relationship do we have with, with memory and time in what we do? So you can't really separate those things, but I thought it might be quite fun to try. And why might we particularly be thinking about the Eucharist now at this particular point in the church's life? When I first thought about this, I was thinking about it like a parish priest. I was thinking that um, in, in the, you know, after the Oxford movement, after the parish communion movement, we had the Eucharist as our default setting for all worship. Um, and one thing about the Eucharist, which has been true really from earliest years, is it's for people on the inside. Uh, so you need to know, and indeed quite often, in, mo in most settings, you need to have been instructed in order to know what it is you're doing when you do it. So 
people who turn up casually to church in that rare and wonderful time when they do um, encounter something which says to them, you don't know what we're doing and we're not going to let you join in. Um, so I was thinking about it in those terms and thinking, is the Eucharist every week such a good default setting when almost nobody in the wide world knows what we're doing and thinks it sounds bizarre? Um, and then the pandemic came along and suddenly nobody could have the Eucharist in the way that people understood it to be a physical gathering with physical bread and wine. And we were all sitting by, behind screens on our own, looking at other people doing it. So it seemed a really urgent time to think about what it was we were doing. In fact, there was a moment in a national Zoom call of cathedrals uh, in which you know, people were saying, isn't this marvellous? So many people are logging in and watching our Eucharists. Um, and how can we make sure this happens more and more and more? And not a single person said, but does it matter that none of them are taking the consecrated bread and consuming it? It just would never came up. And I thought that was absolutely weird. And so tell me who, who are these lectures for? Do you have a specialist, you, well, do you have to be a specialist in Eucharistic theology to get something out of it, for example? I hope not. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm one myself. Um, they, I am very aware, of course, of the, of the, uh, uh, the, the history of the Bampton Lectures and the sort of people who've given Bampton Lectures in the past, and this is sort of freezing me with terror. Um, but I have always wanted in everything that I sort of preached or wrote, um, at least um, outside formal academic writing, to be as clear and as um, a, 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 to use to use as little in terms of terms of art as I possibly could, and to speak about the Eucharist in ways that are about human experience rather than about theory is my intention. So this is this is about how people apprehend what happens to them. And I hope it would therefore be very, very kind of not not just easy to hear, but 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 something that is of is is of some urgency to people at the moment. Um, your own background is in literature rather than theology. Um, will you be talking about things like poetry at all? I certainly will. Um, I can't seem to stop doing that. Uh, but also I wanted to um, actually set up a, a, a contrast between the way that, 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 that poets or devotional writers um, speak about um, participating in something in, in which you meet God um, and the way that theoreticians speak about it, which is inevitably from the side at one remove um, uh, and with a certain amount of detachment. And I think there, you know, that there might be an awful lot to gain from coming inside those experiences and thinking about them from the inside. So um, I'm drawing on poets for that. And in your recent book, Holiness and Desire, you talked about desire in contemporary culture. Um, will there be any exploration of the place of worship in contemporary culture in these lectures? Yes. I felt 
I mean, I spent my last book basically saying, here are loads of things that are really idolatry. And um, if you're going to do that, I feel you should sort of put your money where your mouth is and say, and what might worship be? <laughs> you can't just complain that people are idolatrous and not say what they might do instead. Um, so one of the things I find extremely intriguing um, is the, the argument um, that comes up in lots of different uh, academic contexts, that it is rouse about the Eucharist, about the materiality of the Eucharist, um, uh, which have in part shaped modern culture, even though modern culture has forgotten it. Um, so I want to turn that upside down and say, well, what, what, what might modern culture be doing to the Eucharist? What might it be to be watching Eucharist on the screen the way that you might watch Netflix? Um, you know, that, this same cathedral's call, which you can tell has scarred my soul. Um, somebody said how marvellous it was that someone could watch the Eucharist while they were in the bath. And I, I, I wasn't sure I really thought it was. But that something about the fragmentation of that seems very modern. So I, I'm trying to think about those two things together. Well, there are all sorts of issues, I think, that um, online worship provoke, not least one's capacity to press pause and fast forward um, <laughs> and, and what that might signify. Um, and um, I, I'm still waiting um, to see somebody in in-person worship kind of scrabbling around trying to find the fast forward button during my sermons and things but, um, that hasn't happened yet um, but um, we're very much looking forward to welcoming you to St Mary's um, it will be wonderful to have the Bampton lectures both uh, online uh, and on the 18th of May in person as well um, and we do hope uh, that lots of people will join us thank you Thanks for listening. The Bampton Lectures will take place this year online on Tuesday the 11th of May and in person on Tuesday the 18th of May. For more information, please visit the University Church website.